When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's go hour number three on a Friday. Hope you're having a good start to November. Got past Halloween. I think it's that daylight savings thing, or I guess the opposite. It's fall back this weekend, so pay attention to that. Uh, Not a fan of that one. I like the other one. I like the spring one. I don't like the one where we have to fall back. I know, extra hour of sleep, but other than that, it just never does much for me. I I like the longer days. All right, so remember that this weekend. Remember all the stuff we got going on for you. Twin Peaks Round Rock for Rod and Harge today uh, to do the for the show taking you up to 6.30 Flex pregame at 6.30 Lake Travis and Bowie at 7.30 here on the Horn tomorrow we will be at the Lavaca Street Bar South Lamar location for pregame Longhorn Game Day brought to you by Bud Light cranking up at 2 Longhorns and K-State at 6 o'clock hour number 3 starting with a Zay beat of a Zay beat not his beat actually but his choice Actually, this may be his beat. I don't know. What hey, you got? If it was my beat, I wouldn't be sitting in this chair right now. Yeah, that's probably true. This beat is to the new Drake and 21 Savage album that came out today. And that was on BS, the instrumental. So oh. we'll be playing that Drake and 21 Savage for the rest of the day. Wait a minute. Drake and 21 Savage did an album together? Yes. Okay. Yeah, did an album together. Drake's out here dissing Serena Williams and her husband and dissing Megan The Stallion. Yeah, Drake's on really? one on this album. So, yeah, we'll get to that. Drake's, we'll get to that. Fi- Drake's fired up, huh? Drake's fired up. Okay. I don't know why, but he's fired up. Fair enough. All right, let's see if this guy's fired up on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline. It is Jeff Ketchum of OrangeBloods.com at GK Catch on Twitter if you're getting your follows together. Catch, how are you? I'm good. I'll I'll keep it short because if I don't, I'm going to get into Drake and Daylight Savings Time. So <laughs> I will just keep it short, and you guys can ask whatever you want to ask. Well, let me ask it this way: Do you want to get? I want to get into the baseball with you at some point. Do we need to get it out of the way now, or maybe save it till the end to process your feelings? Because I'm just wondering how you're doing as a Phillies fan right now. We can get into it quickly. For those that don't know, I became a Phillies fan on August 1st, 1983, when I went to Veterans Stadium to see the Phillies beat the Cubs 2-1. to one. Steve Carlton outpitched Fergie Jenkins that day. I've been a Phillies fan for 39 years since. Um, but the Astros are the better team. And in the last two games, in a series, I think the two teams are separated by one run, very fine margins have decided the 3-2 advantage at this point, and the Astros deserve those fine margins. They have made more plays than the Phillies have made, and if this series ends and the Astros win it, it will be because they're the better team. And over seven games, that's typically how these situations unfold. So it's, it's, Last night sucked. But 
you know, I feel pretty dialed in and, and at ease with the facts and the realities of, of what we're talking about here. Well, all right, that's fair. Uh, how about uh, the reality that Texas is about to deal with in Manhattan? Uh, it's always a, a fascinating matchup w- with K-State. They look pretty damn good right now. You were one of those that, that doubted Texas going to Stillwater. You picked Oklahoma State. I did, too. A few of our other guests did that week, and we all ended up being right. Which way do you lean this week? What does your gut tell you? Because they have won five in a row in this series. Texas has. I think that Texas plays its A game and Kansas State plays its A game. Texas's A game is better. But until we get some justifiable uh, reasoning for picking Texas to win on the road when, man, they've been a real one-trick pony. I mean, I don't like to say it. Uh, it, it, it does nothing for me to acknowledge it. Uh, other than being true to, like, my eyes and my brain and myself, Texas is going to have to prove that it can come through one of these situations. situation that includes taking, a, taking on a team on the road that beat a team that beat Texas two weeks ago 48 to nothing. Um, you know, my brain tells me that it takes a lot of confirmation bias to feel like you can go out and just confidently say, that Texas is going to win this week. I, I, I picked Kansas State. I think it's a bit of a matchup conundrum for Texas in that I think there's an expectation that um, Quinn Ewers will play better this week, and yet Kansas State uh, is, the, is the Big 12's number one rated pass efficiency defense. They, on the average, allow a 113 quarterback efficiency. They have tr- allowed... Uh, they've intercepted more passes than they've allowed touchdowns. Wow. Which, that's, that's a hell of a stat. Yeah, it is. They've intercepted 11 passes and have only allowed nine touchdowns, uh, if I'm not mistaken, through eight games. Says a lot about who they are. And while it's a bunch of two-star and three-star talent that's been developed into their fourth and fifth years, these are some guys, they've got dudes that are going to play on Sunday. Literally yesterday, my guy Alex Dunlap at Orange Bloods, while we were doing our live show, started watching uh, film of their defensive end, <laughs> gawking in the middle of like talking about it. Like they've got really good players, as evidenced by beating Oklahoma State forty-eight to nothing with their backup quarterback, and they they Texas has to win this game in ways that it hasn't proven it's comfortable winning games. Um, but they've got to lean on their running backs tomorrow and stay with it and not put too much on the quarterback's plate. And I don't know, you know, I, I think you've got you've to get Quinn Ewers through this with a good game, but I just don't think this is the Saturday against this defense on the road at night against a program that hates you K-State's got a weird thing about Texas. Doesn't make any sense. But they do not like Texas. And they know that this could be the last time that they get Texas at home. Like, there's just a lot of things. It, I've said, used this metaphor before, Chad. It's like this scene in Bull Durham when they're on the pitcher's mound. They're just going to be dealing with a lot of stuff on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. 
And I, I am not confident that Saturday is the day they figure out their road stuff. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, Jeff, you talk about Kansas State having dudes, whether that's two or three stars, they're hella developed. And you mentioned number 91, Big Felix, the, he'll be in the league next year. But, you know, Deuce Vaughn, he's a guy that the Horns definitely have to worry about, one of the best running backs in the nation, especially for his size and him being a Central Texas native. I know he has a little bit more extra juice playing in this game. How do you think the Horns can contain him, whether if Will Howard started or Adrian Martinez is starting tomorrow? I think the quarterback situation for Kansas State is really interesting with Deuce because when Adrian Martinez is the starting quarterback or just on the field, they kind of prioritize Adrian as a runner more so than Deuce, especially when they get into the red zone. I was kind of pissed but also mystified that I had on – on prize picks, uh, do a little daily gambling. I had like Deuce Vaughn scoring a touchdown in that game against Oklahoma, and they just kept letting Adrian Martinez run it in while five foot six inch Deuce is his lead blocker in a power football formation. It was wild to think about, right? Like Deuce Vaughn is your Tom Rathman, but that's when Adrian Martinez is on the field. That's oftentimes how they feature Deuce. When Martinez isn't on the field, they ask Vaughn to do everything suddenly in the running game, and I think you get the most out of a great player. So that being said, I don't know that Adrian Martinez is the best thing that Texas would want on set. Kansas State confuses me. At the end of the day, I think you want to play their backup quarterback last week's 48 to nothing uh, withstanding. And I think you want to play that guy because while he's not a stiff, uh, he's certainly not a guy that's looking to run. And true run threats that are dual threats really give Texas problems. They give everybody problems. But this Texas defense has really had issues with those guys in ways that when they get guys who are just pure pocket passers, they've been able to deal with with relative ease I say that Adrian Martinez was like a 110 quarterback efficiency guy. It's awful. So, I don't know. Like, Kansas State is weird. I don't know how they're – they're as good as they are because they make it easy on their quarterbacks and typically don't ask them to be Superman. And I think it speaks to the quality of depth, the coaching, the developed talent. They're a good team. On a neutral field, I think Texas should beat them. But there's nothing neutral about going on the road. You're 1-6 under Sarkeesian on the road. And I think that streak is five games long now. Yep. And believe me, I'd love to sit here next Friday and we all just take shots at me <laughs> for how nervous I was about this game. Um, I'd love that. I'd love for Texas to win the next four games because all, everything that we do, me on Orange Bloods and you guys on uh, the Horn, like – Winning makes people engaged, and it makes people interested, and it makes them want to listen, and it makes them want to digest content. So nothing that I'm saying is in my best interest. right? What, what I should say is, oh, Texas is going to roll. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Join us next week when we take a victory lap. I'd love to be able to do that because I love to like pat myself on the back. 
I just, you know, if I'm given an honest portrayal of the way I view this situation, we're still talking about a Texas football team that's taking steps in its pathway to growing up. And that's the case with Quinn Ewers. I think I told you guys two weeks ago that first career start on the road, he's a freshman. Like, you can't just anticipate that that guy's going to throw for 304 touchdowns just because he's done it already this season. Um, I don't know what to expect from Quinn. Like, there's just so many unknowns. Uh, and until Texas starts to answer some of these with knowns, it's, it's hard to pick them. Yeah, no, that's fair. And, Jeff, don't worry. Well, all three of us will be talking about how we were wrong next Friday because Zay and I have already picked K-State. So, uh, yes, we are, we are in, that, in that camp as well. Let me ask you this. I've heard what all- did Brian do? Did, he, did we get a Brian Jones prediction? Yeah, Brian's leading yeah, K-State, State. too. He went K-State as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, then, when we're all on the same page. I know. Uh, and it's been against Texas. <laughs> we have not been burned no, yet. We have not been burned. I hope we will talk about a burning next week. That would be uh, that would be yes. nice. You, like you said, it'd be good for business. All right, let's talk about. Uh, I hear everybody asking the question the same way: Who would Texas want to face? Who do they match up better against in terms of the quarterbacks? But I haven't heard this question. If you were Colin Klein and they're both healthy and ready to go, what do you do? And is that a dumb question? It's not a dumb question because I don't think there's a clear-cut answer. I mean, there will be some people who would say, you know, we, we heard this with the Cowboys, right? When uh, Dak was hurt and the quarterback up quarterback had it going a little bit, there were suggestions like, hey, ride the hot streak until it's not hot anymore. And then Cooper Rush stopped being hot and people kind of realized, oh, that was dumb. But this Kansas State team with the backup quarterback won 40 Eight to nothing. Yeah. That is not non-emphatic. Yeah. That is so emphatic that I made that like a ten-syllable word. I think I would go with Adrian Martinez if I'm Colin Klein. But if they don't, I don't think they lose any sleep at night at all. And I think that part of the thing that's concerning is I think K-State's going to feel comfortable doing what they're going to do regardless of the quarterback. It's not quite what we would say about Texas. Um, And look, Kansas State scored a lot of points this year. They're a good offense. They're different between the two quarterbacks. But there's no question that you know before Texas got a hold of Oklahoma, K-State went to Norman and dismantled them uh, and this, and you know, they're good. They're they're. This is one of the better versions of Kansas State that I think Texas has seen in the last twenty years. I think you know this team's better than the Ron Prince team of two thousand and six and two thousand and seven. They're they're better than those teams. This is more like some of the teams that the Purple Wizard had. I won't go like Michael Bishop days. Like that's that's a bit much, but they're not. They're they're better than most of the teams that Texas has played against Kansas State, uh, and that's I think the biggest thing that we've got to acknowledge. This isn't. This is a better version of what we've seen traditionally from this school since truly the Purple Wizards' like heyday when from about ninety seven to. 
2003-ish, they were consistently a top-10 team. Yep. Take the last 20 years, this is probably one of the two or three best teams they've had. Uh, I don't like that, Jeff. Yep. So going into tomorrow for this Texas offense to be successful against Chris Kleiman's three-high safety formation, which the Horns have seen multiple variations of that this year, how does Steve Sarkeesian and this offense, how do they put up points on the board? Because we know in that second half it could get a little complacent. You know, It could get just a little dry on the adjustments that the opposing team makes. How does Steve Sarkeesian and this offense keep that foot on the gas pedal and continue to put up points, hell, if put up points at all? Two things. Because I think Texas is going to score. I've been predicting them to score 30 in this game. So, like, I think they're going to have offensive success. Feed. B. John Robinson is on your roster for exactly this kind of game. You don't have to give him 25, 30 touches every week. Remember last year when Gary Patterson was like, I think they used B. John Robinson too much. <laughs> yes. Uh, they could joke about that now, but that happened after the game, and he got squashed by Texas. Gary Patterson, who I love, was like, they used B. John too much. You know what would be good on Monday? If somebody, if Kansas State's head coach says, you know what I think? I think they used that B. John Robinson guy a little bit too much for my taste. <laughs> I think if you hear that, yeah. that's a good sign. Because... I would like to see, A, Bijan get 25, 30 touches combined rushing and receiving. And I'd like to see Texas be over-creative both in the first and second half with the ways that they get him the ball. It's, I'm reminded of, uh, I think it was against Oklahoma State, the game bleeds together, but uh, Xavier Worthy, who, by the way, is seven touchdowns in his last five games, he's... He's been good lately in terms of getting into the end zone week by week. They ran that little play out of the backfield where they had him run a little bit of a staggered route, and it got him in space against one-on-one against a defender. And just the way the play design looked was like, oh, that was cool. Like, save a little bit of that for the second half. You're going to need it. Save some play design that makes Steve Sarkeesian look really badass. And I think that if this is a game where you lean on the best player on the field is Bijan Robinson, let him cook. Now, I'm not saying to not let Quinn Ewers throw shots down the field. I'm not saying to even not have Quinn Ewers throw the ball 30 times. I'm saying just make sure you lean on. Don't, don't go into the offseason and, and, and say to yourself, you know what? We really could have given Bijan like five or six more touches in that K State game, and it might have been a touch, like might have changed the outcome. Don't do that. Like this, this got to be one of these games where you have got the best player, and because you don't use him every week the way Michigan uses Blake Corum, right? Where it's like that guy might touch the ball forty-five times a day. Who knows? Because you never really use him like that. In games when you're on the road and you desperately need a win, the season is over Saturday if they lose. They will not go to the Big 12 championship game with a third loss. They have to run the table. And if they lose, all we're left with in the final three weeks is they're going to go to the Alamo Bowl or the Texas Bowl. Mm. Nobody wants to do that. (laughs) Nobody wants to spend the last three weeks of the season 
debating the merits of those two games and like what would do the program better. No. Run the hell out of B. John Robinson on Saturday. Make sure Roshan gets him about eight touches so that combined, we're talking about 35 to 40 combined for two guys that an NFL scout told Orange Bloods this week will both go by the end of day two. Mm. We had an NFL scout say on Saturday, Roshan will be drafted closer to Bijan than most people think. Interesting. He's really good, too. Yeah. Like, just make him tired. Treat him like Bum Phillips would treat Earl. Like, give him the ball. And if you tell – I don't need to know anything else. I know that on a night when maybe B. John Robinson has a career day, then that's that's the kind of thing that I think leads Texas football to what would be a really monumental win against a road team on the road, or excuse me, win against a ranked team on the road. Like that is what Steve Sarkeesian needs to do more of, and they've got an opportunity to do that on Saturday. Yep, got to stop that string of road losses. It, like Catch said, it's at five right now. Uh, we will see if it goes to six or if the Longhorns can step up and stop it. That's Jeff Ketchum, orangebloods.com, at GKCatch on Twitter. Catch, we appreciate the time. I'm the only one that will say it to you. Best of luck to your Phillies. At least stretch it to seven. Make the Astros fans sweat it out one more game, would you please? Hey, we're just a little we're just a little squirrel out here in the woods trying to find a nut. <laughs> and if God willing, I feel like this is where the Bull Durham cliches come in. <laughs> God willing, if the baseball gods want to shine a little bit of favor on us, you know, against those cheaters. Um, oh, like, man. There you go. There you go. Hey, if the if <laughs> hey if the baseball gods do shine a light on you and they find a couple of nuts, please hit them into the Crawford boxes. Could you please? Thank you very much. Yeah, man. I, I am not feeling karma right now, but I'd love to before uh, it's over. I know. I would too. I, I think the Astros have turned that thing, but we will see. Always good to talk to you, man. Have a good weekend. Same. Likewise, fellas. Good stuff. Jeff Ketchum, orangebloods.com, and yes, a Phillies fan. He told you, Phillies fan back in 83 and everything. Uh, He is once again. He didn't have to say the cheaters thing. Come on, Well, he did That's petty. That's petty. That's a petty move. I feel him. You respect it, I can respect the pettiness. Yeah, you respected it. Uh, We did not get that final score. Uh, He said he's at Texas going 30, so it's uh, something to 30 there. But he's picking K-State to win the game as well, just like we are. Hopefully, we are all wrong uh, for you Longhorn fans out there. Heck, Zay's a fan. They want the Longhorns to win the game, but again, sometimes we have to figure out what we think is going to happen versus what we want to have happen. And right now, uh, we are leaning towards K State. That we'll Oklahoma see. State game messed me up. That that'll, scarred me. That, that hurt. Yeah. That loss hurt. Yeah, because it was right there for the taking. Well, that'll do it. It'll do it. We'll see if the Longhorns can prove uh, a lot of folks wrong tomorrow night. We'll set you up for that coming up. We'll tell you where the guys are on the afternoon show. They're out and about today. Also, why today matters. Why we've got a minister of culture with a birthday. Got to mention that. Plus, what other famous handsome dude is exactly the same age? We'll let you know on the horn. Persuasive girl, but you can't spell that for real. 
in this mansion, I'ma call it caulking. Paid in full, I'ma car fight. Know you're tired, we just did dinner for three hours. Lying to me all night. Buying beans, bins is out of spite. Paid a hundred, ran a something light. Simple price to keep them out my life. Booby trap, we need a business office. Magic City need a business office. 29, I keep a business office. I'm in love with Houston, Dallas, Austin. Tell your guys to hold up on a team chain. Seem like they may need money for coffins. Cuban girl, a family grind coffee. Text me on the signal, don't call me. Wow. Major distribution labels call me. Bad bunny numbers, it's a robbery. New record here. This is uh the Drake album you're talking about? What up, Drake? Shouting out the ATX, man. That's huge. Was that a bad bunny blast I heard there? We I couldn't tell if that was a positive or a negative towards Bad Bunny. I'm in love with Houston, Dallas, Austin. That was good. Oh, man, that's fire. All right, so you said this is Drake and 21 Savage? Yeah, Drake and 21 Savage. 21 Savage is an Atlanta rapper. Clearly, he's not as big as Drake, but... Yeah, they clearly got a really good relationship as friends where Drake said, hey, man, let's make an album. Anything I do is great. You hop on. You'll be great, too. So who was that delivering the first first section there? Was that, that was Drake? Drake. That was Drake. That was okay, Drake. that was very good. This is 21 right here. 21 Savage is one person? Yes. Or I'm just, I'm just double-checking. A, yeah, yeah. Twenty one Savage is one guy. Twenty one Savage. Guy. That's yes. one person. Yeah, one, one person. That's not yes. a collective. That's not a band. Yes, he's an MC. He's an MC. Ah, he's yeah. an MC. Is he MC. dope? Is he dope? Pretty dope. He's pretty dope. Pretty dope. Okay. Pretty dope. What's the new record called, by the way? Uh, this is called Major Distribution. The album's called Her Loss. <laughs> That's a good title. Yeah. Her loss. All right, there you are. Drake and 21 Savage with a new album. Uh, we've had a little bit of, uh, had a beat from this to start the hour. We had Judas Priest earlier. We had Led Zeppelin. We had Amy Grant, who apparently cheated on her husband to get Shame to Vince on Gill. You, Amy. Somebody texted us. They think Vince Gill might have cheated on a wife to go to her. Like, that's how powerful the two of them are. No, were. that ain't powerful. That's foul. They're both, like, ruining marriages to get together. What's going on? Mm. Uh, just be honest with yourself. Just go to your just go to the wo- to the woman and say, I'm sorry, Amy Grant and I are, are dating. We have to stop this. Vince Gill is just too incredible. I have to leave you. Uh, Cutting Crew also started us off today. Lots of people texting in on the Specs text line, 337-3776. We do appreciate that. This text earlier... Somebody was accusing Zay and I of being scared in terms of the Longhorns. I'm scared? In terms of picking No, you're right. I K-State. am scared. Absolutely. Zay, I am very scared. Zay Terrified. has admitted uh, a bit of a fear going into this game. Zay, this text says you should be scared. We could win out or lose out very easily. <laughs> Just like that. Just like that. Nine and three sounds beautiful. That's the ideal record that sure. you want. Four straight wins against some serious opponents. But... Them being serious opponents, it could go back the other way with Steve Sarkeesian's track record. I don't like my odds. Yeah. I'm not going to Vegas with them odds. This te- make me, I'm not betting my mortgage or any no. type of bed, bread on Steve Sarkeesian and this team until I see something yeah. in Manhattan and they could change the narrative. They got to show you, yeah. We, that's what we're trying to do. You got to understand, we're trying to give that edge. We're trying to put that chip on their shoulder so that they will want to listen to the show on Monday and have us say we were wrong a lot. I would love that. I hope I got the post-game show, me and Cameron Parker. You'd have to Gidley. say it immediately. I got yeah. it tomorrow. Hey, yeah. I want to be here at 11, close to midnight, Prove me wrong. You want to say you were wrong? Yes. I would love Prove to hear you wrong. say you I were wrong. I need that. I want that. Here's what I want. I want to be able to tune into the postgame show and hear you start with, I was wrong. Not hear you start with, uh. <laughs> 
because that's how the Oklahoma State postgame started. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I've never heard a guttural sound explain a fan base's feelings more than that. That was unbelievable. Uh, I hated to hear it uh, for Texas's sake, but it was a perfect representation of the feelings. Somebody also texted us on the other side, capital letters, horns, by 20. Wow. They are confident on the other side that Quinn Ewers will get some things figured out, that the Manhattan situation will not be too crazy. Before the show is done, I need to look up the weather in Manhattan. I'll do that during this segment. Let's also tell you why today matters. couple of big birthdays on November 4. Here we go. Why today matters. Brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right, so on the birthday front, we have a couple big names, and there is one in the rap world, but before that, let's get to the minister of culture himself, Matthew McConaughey. The 5-3 today for Matthew. Happy 53. But also, Zay, another talented, handsome man is 53. Exact same age for Diddy or Sean Combs, or P. Diddy, or Puffy. Puffy. Nobody's ever had more names. I, I, is he, I have him here as Sean Combs. What is he today? Do you know? I think it go by all those. Diddy, Puffy, that Sean guy, Combs. That guy, he's 53 as well. Wow. Just like Matthew McConaughey. Favorite what? Matthew McConaughey movie. Favorite Matthew McConaughey movie. Um... Oh man, that's tough. Um, the one where I mean, I well, since Brandon Lang was on with us today, I'll mention two for the money because that is good. Have you seen where he's Brandon Lang? Have you seen that one? No, I haven't seen that one. You need to see that now that we have you have Brandon on the show all the time. Uh, Al Pacino and Matthew McConaughey, and Matthew McConaughey is literally playing Brandon Lang. Okay, yeah, so I've heard that. Brandon gets to say something the rest of us just don't get to say that Matthew played him in a movie. Uh, so that is a that is a big one. I'm gonna say a time to kill. Okay. A Time to Kill is probably my favorite Matthew performance. It's that young Matthew, but uh, a lot of it's a very obviously a very serious movie. A lot of passion in that role. So I'm going to lean more that way uh, than I am going to be on like the rom com Matthew. I'll go A Time to Kill, Dazed and Confused, and then um, just because it got the Oscar love, Dallas Buyers Club was an incredible performance too. Okay. All right. I've watched a few. Of- McConaughey's rom-coms, Wedding Planner, underrated, underrated. I will say that. Dude, it's such a pretty movie. You get him and J-Lo, come on, dude. Underrated, also Ghost of a Girlfriend's Past, him and Gardner. I still haven't seen that. Underrated. Should I watch that movie? I don't know if you should, man. It's underrated. (laughs) I will say that. I have no idea if you should watch that movie. I don't know. Seriously, Days of Confused, that's definitely the go-to. And then White Boy Rick, that's my joint. White Boy Rick? Yes, where he's the Detroit drug hmm. dealer, White Boy Rick. I have not seen that. I heard, I've heard that. And then one called Killer Joe. I've heard that's a, that's a crazy movie, but it's good. It's okay. we, I've heard it's really weird, but I've heard that one's good, too. Uh, that's, that, no, I haven't. Yeah, but kind of gets gangster in White oh, Boy Rick. Okay, all right, I'll check it out. Hey, I, I just looked up the weather here in Manhattan, Kansas. Let me make sure I got this right, because this is terrific news for the Longhorns. You ready for this? Six o'clock? Six o'clock tomorrow night, fifty-eight degrees. Fifty-eight. 
50, yeah, I'll take that. Then 54, 52, 50, down at low of 50 by you know 10 or 11 o'clock. I'm not seeing too crazy a wind situation, no chance of rain. Hello. That's big. I'd heard it was going to be down into the 40s, but that's not until you get to like midnight high 40s. Yeah, hopefully Quinn hasn't slammed his finger in any doors this week where we have to worry about that issue. So hopefully we're good to go. Hopefully he had his hands in up and mints like George Costanza did. Man, he th- that it's not necessarily all you know all his fault. There's com- there's complexities to it, but all that confidence that he had built up really did go away during that Oklahoma State game. And then because of play calling, the Bijan confidence Texas fans would have, it's kind of up in the air, not because of number five, but because of is the usage going to be there. So I just want to know how much. That's a big part of being on the road. You have to see something in your team that makes you confident. You're in their house that you can shut their fans up. Do what the Astros just did for two straight games. You found a way to shut the fans up. They've got to shut those people in purple up, and it is a tough thing to do. So can they lean on one of those two guys? Because to me, Zay, if they can't lean on number three or number five, I'm not sure what they do after that. Oh, we're in some serious trouble. That's what you do. <laughs> right? you know, hopefully that Jeff Banks could pull out his magic hat and they could have that type of special teams performance that they did in Stillwater because that was one of the only bright spots for that team. With oh. the special teams and blocking all the punts and the mishaps, Presley's little uh, muff thing, and but yeah. you got to capitalize on those. You're right. You know situations. I don't think the Horns did that enough in Stillwater against Oklahoma State. If you get opportunities to capitalize on very good special team situations, then. I'll feel better about this game tomorrow night in Manhattan. Yeah, they did waste a good Trejo performance. He had a couple. That punt out on the one in Stillwater, they didn't take enough yeah. advantage of that. They only got a field goal back out of that, and I thought they could have gotten a lot more. Uh, all right, so before we get out of here, we'll get you stems and seeds for you fantasy owners. There's some news in that Bucks rams game. The Bucks have announced starters that are out, but also some players that are coming back for that game. We will get you that and get you set up for the evening and the weekend uh, with all the football going on. Uh, We got one big game tonight in the high school realm, and we'll tell you where that's going to be coming right up. Stay with us. It's the Horn. I mean, it's just my suggestions, of course. I'm riding here fresh off the bus, and I'm trying to look in her eyes, maybe express my remorse. If she want to rebound with me, I'm down to go get her some boys. I'm here for the moral support. Whipping the vest ball for six to killers. Big Benjamins like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Drake, you got it. Robert Kraft sent the Jeff for us. That was patriotic. You would think we live in Baltimore. Man, you're going to need like a, a book of famous people to know exactly where this is going. He's going in. Whatever you say about him, his delivery, I don't care who writes for him. He's got a good delivery. He does. You can't knock that. It's good. It's 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 nice and clean. You can hear you can hear everything that's going on there, but it's it's got a is there a um like Robert Kraft send us a jet. Now that's, that's patriotic. Good. That's fine. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's if, good. If he didn't write that, that's a damn shame. But if he did, kudos to him. So is there an effect on his voice? Is he one of those guys that's known for that? Or is this is that when he sings, yeah. Okay. Because he will sing every once in a while. His that's- whole his last album was a lot of you know, that house music, singing stuff, and then he'll make okay. different tracks for the ladies, but yeah, I was going to say, he's in that different category, too, because when he gets up on stage looking like that, yeah, the women are going to show up. 
Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like Usher yeah. or something. They just When you look like that and you've got that level of talent there, they're going to show up. Now, him dissing Serena Williams' husband, he called him a groupie in one of these tracks, gr- which is real petty because gr- Drake and Serena, they did have a thing at oh, one point in time. Oh, I see. Okay. They had a thing. He's jealous. He's jealous, for sure. He's jealous because deep down, anybody who's ever been involved with Serena was wondering, could I ever be that guy? Yeah, and it's not like Homeboy's not doing good for himself. Like, he owned Reddit. <laughs> My man makes his own paper. Like, he's not right. He's not like Stedman that's just out here. Right. I don't know what Stedman did, but Stedman ain't make Reddit. Yeah, I don't know if he's worth more than Drake and Serena, but he's at least in a discussion where you're like, I mean, he's all right. Yeah. Doing okay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's funny. I'm just glad on some level that uh, – I'm just glad that we're still – able in 2022 to still diss folks in rap songs can we do it do can we do it and just move on though like can we not get too mad and flip out and sue each other and it's tough to move on you can't do it yeah because that pusher t and drake beef like pusher t is still salty about it like anytime yeah. drake's name comes up he's like i don't want to talk about yeah it's that's it's i know it can get hardcore it can definitely get hardcore uh as all long right. as nobody dies i'm all for it so drake that's that i would agree with drake and 21 savage have a new record for you so we're playing a little bit of that here in the last hour let's get you some stems and seeds before we get out of here fantasy owners you'll want to pay attention for this nfl stuff here we go no stress no seeds no stems no Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Let's go Jets-Bills first. Corey Davis is out for the Jets. He's sitting again with a knee injury for a second straight week, so Zach Wilson has one less uh, target there. Denzel Mims and Lake Travis's Garrett Wilson will be starting with those game, uh, for, the, for the outside positions there for the Jets. In terms of the Bucks rams game, here's what the Bucks released today. They've said that Cameron Brait, Winfield, Gadecki the left guard, and Russell Gage are all out. So fantasy owners, Gage and Winfield are out. And then for Zay and others who've asked about, would you start Tom Brady? Does that affect the way you think about that? On the other side of the ball, the Bucks have said that Akeem, Akeem Hicks, Carlton Davis, and Sean Murphy Bunting are all in and ready to play on Sunday. All right. Well, we'll see. That's a big game for both teams, Bucks and Rams. Yeah. Whoever loses that game, you could count their playoff hopes. Oh, out. yeah. Yeah. It is a, between those two, and then you factor in what the Packers are dealing with right now. I mean, at some point, you can't dig yourself out, and those teams have got to figure stuff out right now. Uh, Texas and K-State coming up on Saturday evening. Zay and I have both picked K-State. We both hope we are wrong there. Uh, interesting little comparison here, Zay. I was looking at numbers. Bijan has eight more carries than Deuce does, than Deuce Vaughn. Uh, he has six more touchdowns, 11-5 to five in terms of rushing. Uh, Deuce has six more catches. But Bijan does have two receiving touchdowns to Deuce's one. The difference in the rushing stuff, rushing touchdowns, is Adrian Martinez making up a lot of that. He's got nine rushing touchdowns this year. I'm going to go back to the question I asked Catch. I've been thinking about it all day. Who would I want to start if I was Colin Klein? Zay, I'd go after the Texas uh, pass defense. Yeah, I would start Will Howard if I was him. I would, yeah. I'd start Howard. I know I'd get Vaughn in some run game there. I can put Mar- – this is if they're both healthy. I could put Martinez in later if I needed, but I would make Texas cover my guys all night, and I'd try to beat them the way I beat Oklahoma State. Unless if one or the other quarterback is absolutely destroying Texas, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw both tomorrow. 
Hmm. I, I really would. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, especially if one's not really moving the ball like Chris Kleiman would like. I wouldn't be surprised. And that's the luxury you have if you're in that situation, Colin Klein, Chris Kleiman. You got two quarterbacks that could get the job done. Apparently what uh, Klein has said is that, that uh, Martinez is coming along. But I don't know if he's quite ready to go yet. Oh, yeah. We will see. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like they're going to tell us the absolute (laughs) truth on that one. Come on. All right. Get out to Twin Peaks Round Rock. That's where Rod and Harge are going to be. We got high school football tonight. Lake Travis and Bowie right here on the horn at 730. And remember, pregame tomorrow at 2, kickoff at 6 with Texas and K-State. Everybody have a great weekend. Be careful in this rain. See ya.